Hey, everybody. Uh, listen, how's it going? Now what I wanted to do, by the way, uh, been struggling with setting up this uh, whole system to record. To and say we're the doing least. it. What was that? To say the least. Yeah, this is the best that, the best that we could come up with at this point um, because we just haven't been able to figure it out. There's a bunch of systems that got to coincide. There's a bunch of game capture cards and capture cards and vi video capture cards. And we could get one thing to work, but not sound and sound and not audio and making it work and figuring it out. So, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in El Paso, man. Uh, Dav Alder. Yeah, I will be there. So uh, we'll have multi-camera stuff and it'll be going on. It'll be great. But at this point, we haven't been able to make it work. So, oh, cool. You can hear. All right, great. So thank you. Um, Anyway, this is a brand new podcast. It is uh, called, <laughs> and I got this from my son. I didn't realize, you know, when you when you speak, you say things that you just aren't really paying attention to all the time. And so what ended up happening is, I guess I say, here's the thing when I'm trying to make a point. Here's the thing. So there it is. There it is. Here's the thing is the name of the new podcast. And I'm going to start it off, not by talking about current events or anything like that. Um, this first one is actually going to be about uh, just catching everybody up. And here's what I think. I, I feel like in this business, when you've been doing it as long as I have, everybody gets little bits and pieces of information on who you are and what you do. They hear about you, you know. This guy said that, that girl said that, you put something together with something that you saw, and then you say, oh, well, this is who this person is. But all of a sudden, now I'm getting to a place where people go, oh, my God, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you were from there. Oh, I heard that you were this. Oh, I heard that you were that. So on this podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer questions, of course, if there are any. Uh, but more than anything, uh, I'm going to start off right now with exactly what my family situation is, where I come from, and the whole thing, so that everybody knows from get-go. And if, you know, anybody goes, whatever, that's not true, wait a minute, they could just go back to the archives and see it. So, my birth mother and three brothers uh, come from a little tiny town in Honduras called Sico. It's spelled S-I-C-O, Sico, Honduras. And I never met m my grandparents on my birth mother's side. Uh they were orphaned when they were four years old. They lived in this little tiny town because I guess that there was a company called Standard American or Standard Brand American Foods or something like that. Anyway, uh, by the way, to Andy, I am going to El Paso this weekend. Oh, you want me to go see karaoke? Yeah, sure, man. Why not? Oh, so, please don't. You don't want me to? Hey. Oh, dude. Uh, you know what? We're going to get into all that stuff. It's going to happen. But uh, so anyway. Um, there were railroad stops on the way to, I think it was La Ceiba to take uh, bananas. And I don't know if they were Chiquita Bananas or I, I don't, I honestly don't know what company. But when the company left, they, they took all the railroad tracks. So the roads were kind of there, but the railroad tracks weren't. So all the bridges aren't there, but uh, the pieces to hold up the bridges are there. And in this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere, there were, I think, maybe three to, to ten houses. 
And when I say houses, what, what, what? It's, uh, it, it's, well, I don't mean houses, like what we think as yeah. houses, right? It's like cinder blocks and uh, a No, tank. fuck oh. no. Those were awesome. What are you talking about? By the time you went there, when was the first that, time you remember going to Honduras? That's what I'm saying. I right. Was, I don't know. So this, no, no, no. The for the first houses were, remember when we walked, went back uh, and I went to uh, see that house to the left with the old yellow kind of woodish and I go, those were the original houses right. from here? Yes. So they were basically three or four houses like that, and they were made out of um, out of uh, machimbra wood, which machimbra uh, just means that they're beveled on one end, and on the other end there's kind of like a hole, so you can kind of it, they're they're like snap-on tools or or, or the snap-on uh, uh, puzzles that you put on, you know, where you snap one piece into another. Well, that's what they were like, and there were two or three of those, and the rest were literally four posts. And uh, either banana leaves, plantain leaves, or some kind of some kind of leaf to cover your house, and that was it. So that's what uh, they that that's where they came from. And so so the story goes from what I understand it. And I don't know if producer Burt, by the way, knows any different because I don't know if your mom ever talked about it or your dad did. You were really a kid when he left. So anyway. Uh, they were orphaned when they were four years old. My brother, Car- my uncle Carlos, my uncle Porfirio, and my uncle Pablo, and uh, my birth mother, Magdalena. So what happened was they uh, they all were given to separate families to raise. So, you know, some families... and. Look, uh, a double-edged sword here, because I know when I say that, a lot of people are thinking, wow, that's awesome that people took them in. But from what my mom describes, she was an indentured servant. I mean, my 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 birth mother, uh, yeah, she had a hard life, man. She had a really hard life. And from what I understand, you know, she didn't wear shoes till she was a teenager. Um, she grew up doing all the chores for the family and... I don't even know if she went to school. Um, so it wasn't like these families. And look, um, I don't want to shit on the families either. But it's not like these families took them in and, and, and raised them as as their own own. You know, they were kind of indentured servants. You know, they, they had to work, um, you know, while the other kids went to school. And so my uncle pretty much at the age of four was like, no, fuck this shit. And from what I understand, by the time he was 10 or something like that, he moved out. Gone. Right? He's gone from Honduras. Not there anymore. I mean, not from Honduras, from Seco. He's going to the big city. The big city. The big city back in those days. But there, there are three major cities. There's La Ceiba, San Pedro, and Tegucigalpa. Tegucigalpa is the capital. San Pedro is like the industrial capital. That's today where all the problems are with the gangs and the maras. And La Ceiba is where my dad went. So my uh, my dad, my uncle, I'll explain the situation later. But so my uncle Pablo uh, goes there and uh, he washes taxis for a living. Now, I want you to understand, like, when you have a dad that used to wash uh, in a place that doesn't have a lot of water. And so he's walking around with a bucket, figuring out how to wash as many cars with, like, the tiniest amounts of water humanly possible 
this is what this guy did. So he does that for a few years. My understanding is by the time he's 12, 14 years old, something like that, uh, he's fixing the cars. Now not, he's not only washing them, but he's become a mechanic and he's fixing the cars. So the dude becomes a, a driver, I think, by the time he's 14 or 15. Now he's washing his own car. He's fixing his own taxi cab. And he's, uh, you know, becoming he's becoming a man. And he, the dude's 14 years old. Uh, he does this for a few more years uh, and then figures, you know what? I, I want to go somewhere. So he ends up on a boat going to the Cayman Islands. Uh, he goes to the Cayman Islands and he's doing routes throughout all of the Cayman Islands. Ends up somehow on a tanker, ends up in Europe, ends up in parts of Africa, ends up. It's, we, we call we call my uncle Pablo, Pablo Gump, Pablo Gump. because every time you talk about anything, anywhere, this dude has a story of some shit that he did in one of these places. I mean, I remember he was having a conversation. My Uncle Pablo was having a conversation with uh, with Cisco, uh, Cisco Duran, my opening act. And Cisco said, I'm from a such and such a place in in the Dominican Republic. And and Pablo was like, no, no, no. Well, they used to be called Trujillo before that because they named it after one of your leaders. I used to go there when I and I was like, Dude, where the fuck have you not been? And I promise you, I will bring my father on one day, uh, my uncle, so you could see. I'm sorry, it's getting confused. I, I I promise I'll straighten this out. But you will get. Um, you. I'm sorry. I'm reading some of the comments as we're going. I apologize. So you you're just gonna get the idea. My dad is a tiny man, and when you see him, you just will not believe the stories that I'm telling you because it's just it just doesn't seem real. And yet, at the end of the day, it is. So my dad. Slash uncle, I, I I promise I'll explain it. I know this is getting confusing. He just goes all over the world. He ends up in Tijuana, Mexico, uh, working for this guy as a mechanic. And you know, I don't know how old he is at the time. I I don't know, but I do have a I do have a picture of him when when he was really skinny and he looked really tall. You know that black and white picture, right? With with uh. With him and Consuelo holding me as a baby? Of course. Well, so this was like a few years before that. Wow. Right? So how old were they? They were in their 20s. Think so? Because I know that they were going to high school or oh, continuation wow. school. They, they, were going to, they were going to get an equivalent, but I don't know if it was high school or kind of high school. Right? So, so anyway, my my... My dad ends up there. Uh, the man owns a mechanic shop here. And back in those days, this was in the early 60s, early to mid-60s, it wasn't that difficult to get to America if you had, you know, something that you had to, something good to provide from a working perspective. It was easy to say, hey, I have a mechanic shop. I got a mechanic and he wants to come. It, it wasn't that as difficult as it is today. So he ended up uh, getting a green card, coming here. Uh, going to school, uh, he's going to school to learn English and you know get his GED. Boom, he meets my mom, so he meets Consuelo, uh, and their story is is crazy because she grew up in Mexico in a place called Jerez Zacatecas. Uh, his wife, my my aunt Consuelo, and my aunt ended up coming here when she was 16 years old. 
uh, she met a doctor family who brought her over to take care of their kids. And so she was their nanny at the age of 16. But at night she went to school. She took care of the kids. So her and Pablo meet. Boom. They meet. And they uh, start dating. And it's a, it's a fun story. Uh, he supposedly was like, I can get any girl. And my mom was said, well, if you can, then go get somebody else. And she played hard to get. And then she said, uh, I'm not going to marry you. And then he said, well, fine. But then he said, no, I need to get her back. And I got her back. And they got married. And and uh, that's up to there. While this is going on, my uncle Porfirio, my uncle Carlos, and uh, my birth mother, Magdalena, are back in Seco. They're doing their thing. Uh, Pablo says, hey, man, I have family that I want to go and bring to this country. I have a good job. I can take care of them. I can help them out. So my, my uncle goes back to Honduras to get his three brothers and sisters. Now, by this point, they all have a shitload of kids. <laughs> I, I know they're in their 20s, man. I know. But by this time, my tío Porfirio, the oldest one, had four or five kids. Boom. How many? Boom. That's how many. Four or five. Uh, your dad, uh, my Uncle Carlos, had how many? Oh, five. By, by the time, because you were born here, but Tere and Dalila were not. No, it, we all were, except for Dalila. So Dalila was the only one born over there. Right. So the 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 middle the middle one, uh, Carlos, he had one kid, and then uh, let me see, but oh, Porfirio had some, and Magdalena, uh, by that time had had already nine kids, right? Nine. Yes. Because she had had the three first, Betio, uh, Manuel, Quincho, then she had Ana, uh, Marta. Carlos Maribel, had more than one, though. Olga. Oh, that's right, because you, you're for, I'm forgetting uh, the ones the second he had. family, huh? That's right, because <laughs> your dad was married to, to the other lady. So that's right, my Uncle Carlos had three three kids? Uh, yeah, I think so. No, four kids. Uh, okay. Four. He had uh, 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 Mechilinda, the one that lives in, in uh, Germany, right? And then the uh, some Little Carlos, and then, uh, and then your bro from here. Hi, man. Hi, man. So, okay, so so they got a lot of kids. So now it gets complicated because my dad's like, shit, well, I can't just, now you can't just bring them. So he says, listen, I'm going to bring you guys. You guys will come here without your kids. And once you get here, you can bring, you, you can, you know, figure out, get a job, and then you can bring your kids. I'm bringing you guys. You guys bring your kids. So he brings, uh, he brings my, my two uncles and my aunt, right? So he, he brings uh, Porfirio, Carlos. And Magdalena here. Uh, at the time, Magdalena um, was kind of married to a dude named Roberto Holness, who is my birth father. Uh, Roberto Holness, Roberto. He um, was kind of seeing my mom and this other woman at the same time. So I have a sister that's three months older than me. Um, so that's... When you add all the kids from my birth mother and birth father, some of them they didn't have together, there are 18 of us. Uh, There's seven boys and 11 girls. So <laughs> we all, so they, uh, so my birth mother's pissed because 
she's kind of dating this guy, but he's not paying her attention, and she's, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and she can't do anything about it, and he's, you know, kind of a stud. So he's like, hey, deal with this. This is who I am. But when he found out that she was coming to America, that's when everything was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I, I love you. I want to be with you. And he had six girls born in a row with no boys. So he had eight children. Roberto did, my father. Eight children. And none of them, none of them were girls. So this dude wanted girls badly. Hold on. Let me read some of the comments and I'll get back to you guys. Oh, man, that's that's really nice, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, so so anyway, uh, what was that, bro? That's what I said. Oh, you were telling me. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought you were telling me. Oh, see, see, this is this is that's pro producer bird is killing you were me at over here. Six. Uh, the girls. All right. So wanted. my so my dad, my my dad had eight girls in a row before me or eight. Yeah. So he's getting back together with my mom, supposedly because of she's, you know getting getting paper so now he wants paper so now he's making it back and she loves him so they're kind of getting back together his name is roberto holness her name is magdalena mejia m-e-j-i-a so here's what happens she's waiting for a visa to come to america and i'm born she is pissed at my father so i don't get my father or mother's last name my mother's last name is Mejia. My father's last name is Holness. I end up with my grandmother's name, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, which is Mencia. All right, so I'm the only person in our family with that last name, Mencia. My birth name, Ned Arnell Mencia. So Yay. Ned Arnell Mencia is born, right? She named me Mencia to piss off my dad because she just was mad that, you know, he, he didn't give her attention and this was... This was the moment she could do it. This was it. And uh, shout out to Oklahoma City too, man. Um, I can't imagine what that was like to watch the game uh, yesterday. But, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, if you're an Oklahoma fan. Um, or maybe you're just a Durant fan and you're cool with that. So maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm not sure. So anyway, we, she's, having, she's having a baby. She has the baby. And by the time, by the way, I'm her ninth, her ninth. So by the time she has this baby, uh, no doctor, no anything. I think she had a midwife. The midwife kind of slash nurse went to go get milk, came back. Boom. I was born done. This was where it was. So now we have my father coming and saying, oh, my God, this is my first boy. Um, and so the story goes, the dude removes my diaper just to make sure I have a penis, just to make sure... This is really, really my son. So it is. Uh, big surprise, though. Magdalena, my mother, says to my birth father, birth mom to birth father, uh, guess what? I gave this kid to somebody else, and he doesn't even have your last name. So what the whole gist of the situation was, my uncle Pablo and my aunt Consuelo they can't have kids, and they try to have kids, and this was back in the day, 
And they did something that to this day I think is just um, astonishing. They both didn't go to the doctor so that they could never blame each other or one another uh, for not being able to have a kid. Um, my dad, my mom, or my uncle and aunt can't have kids. And to this day, we, we don't know which one of them is infertile or what the problems are. You know, maybe they could have fixed it later on. We don't know, but they never even tried. They just said, you know what, we don't want to go there. And they dedicated themselves to taking care of other people. So when I was born, my birth mother said to, to my uncle Lynette, this kid is yours. You can have him. He's yours. Raise him as your own. And uh, so by the, by the time the visa came, I was a few months old. And Magdalena had to come back. So she comes to, to America because if you don't come within a certain amount of time, you lose your visa and you lose your green card. So she gets here. I stay in Honduras. I come when I'm about seven months old. I'm seven months old. I get here, and my uncle and aunt, who are what I call my real mom and dad, the ones you know who raised me, who are in my head, who are in my soul. So they are, they are uh, living in the front house, and there's a house behind us. And so we were living in the house in front. Well, no, at first, at first we lived in the projects. That's right. For a while, we actually lived in the projects. The old projects, right? Yeah, the old projects. So there's a place called the Maravilla Projects, and it's right by East LA College. But across the street, uh, there's a park, and it's a huge park. But that park actually used to be projects. And so we lived in those projects. And if you ever help me tell the story uh, about... This oh so I'll tell you this story because uh, this is this is one of the things I remember, and I was just I mean I was less than maybe four years old tops, um, and I kind of tell the story about it, uh, but uh, I I think it was White Fence and Rock Maravilla if I'm not mistaken two two of the few local gangs there started shooting at each other while I was playing outside in front of the house, and I remember just hearing you know, gunshots, and I dove to the floor. At least I knew to do that. I don't think, you know what? I, I don't even think I knew how to do that, Bert. I, I really think that I was just, I mean, I think when you hear guns, dude, you go to, you, you, you hit the floor. Yeah. Have you ever been shot at? Yeah. When was this? In the projects. I, no, tell me about it. Oh, no. Well, we got lucky because they were actually paving. Oh, hold the on, hold on. There's producer, Bert, so, so you can see him way over there. Up, oh, he's behind. Oh, they can't see you, Bert. Oh, there he is. All right, go ahead, man. Uh, they, and they, by the way, look uh, for you people watching. We we have cameras set up to 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 make all this thing work. Uh, we just haven't been able to make the sound work with all the other stuff. We're we're, we're I promise we're gonna we're gonna make this work. I promise. It's just uh, it's 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 been a big pain in the ass, and I've been wanting to do this for two weeks now. I'm only home. Monday through Wednesday, and so there's only a certain amount of time, and we were going to get it done, and we almost got it done, but some of our stuff, just software and hardware problems. Anyway, go ahead, Bert. So what happened? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was fortunate that they were uh, repaving this, the uh, parking lot when we were there, so the guy couldn't actually come in, so he stopped at the top, and then he screamed out whatever, and then he just started shooting at us. 
But it, we were we were behind the the wall, like we were close to the wall, you know, where the trash cans used to be. Uh huh. So we just all just like went on the other side of the wall, and we were all right. He shot, and then he just took off. Did they hit the wall? I mean, you could hear the bullets flying by, but yeah. So I, what I remember was just just like, hey, puto, and then and then I remember hitting the floor, and the bullets just going. Like they make like this distinct whistle while they're cutting through the air, it's like, and they're so they're cutting through the air, and I'm so scared. I'm so freaked out. I'm trying really, really hard, really hard, to look to my left because my face was stuck to the right and my house was toward my left. So by the time I look toward the left, uh, I see like a couple of sisters and and, and my mom looking out at me and nobody ever came out to save me which inevitably later on became a joke because uh at that point um i was too young to really bring up why later on in life i actually said you know like why didn't you come and see me and get me and i it was a joke but i but i I I remember my mom saying something like, "What's well, is not like was it's not like I'm gonna miss you. I had so many kids anyway." It was some kind of a joke like that. But that was my that's pretty much my only memory of growing up in those projects. Now, where did you guys live when we ended up in Bonnie Beach? In the where where we grew up. You stayed in the projects, mm-hmm. or you went to the new ones. Uh, well, I don't. That was before I was born. Oh, so that was before your time. Yeah. So, so then anyway, they make these new projects, and then producer Bert, my uncle Carlos, uh, my cousin Benji, and Dalila and Teresa, they're living with his mom in in the projects. I'm living in Bonnie Beach, right? Uh, in in the front house with my mom and dad, my uncle Annette, my mom and dad. So my mom Pablo, my mom Consuelo. She's from Mexico. She's from Honduras. I'm growing up there, right? I'm. I'm eating different food than everybody else. Everybody else is eating, you know, arroz con frijoles, este, uh, cheese, you know, queso. We call it foot cheese from Honduras. They're eating um, platano maduro. They're eating tajadas. They're eating plantains and stuff like that. I'm up front eating Mexican food because my mom's cooking Mexican. My mom's making nopales. My mom's making mole. My mom's making, uh, like, tacos, but but... Well, she didn't make tacos very often, but when she did, it was like the real thing. Um, she she would she would make like the authentic Mexican food. So she would make everything with hot sauce. Everything was hot. Everything was was <laughs> dude. Somebody threw somebody threw up a Ramona Gardens. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> For you people, Ramona, Ramona, uh, Ramona Gardens. Wow, there's there's there people. Uh, by the way, uh, for all you haters, we'll inevitably end up talking about all the stuff that you want to talk about as well. Uh, this is just uh, introducing to this stuff. And by the way, well, whatever. You believe what you want to believe, man. This is my story. So uh, I, um, I, I, I'm living up front, and then my, my, my birth mother and birth father, and I believe three or four of the kids are living in the back. So I'd go back and forth and, you know, if there's if both of my moms are in the same place and I say mom, both answer. If I say dad, both answered. Uh, so um, they start 
trying to figure out who are my who are my parents and you know who picks me up and who doesn't and so even though i grew up with my mom and dad there were times where they respected that my birth mom was there they respected that my birth mom was you know a a, a big part of my life and so they would they would let her do stuff so there were a couple of times when I was going to school, because I would go to school, I went to Hamill Street School, which was, man, about four or five blocks from where I live. Uh, but, you know, I was a kid, so I had to stay at the daycare center across the street. So my, my mom would drop me off at the daycare center before school, like at six in the morning. She'd go to work, and then they'd pick me up at about five or six. So it was open from six to six. So you could drop off your kid. They make sure you get to school. After school, you come back there, and then your parents come and pick you up at the daycare center. So I'm at the daycare center, and I'm, you know, um, wait, waiting because I'm going to Hamill Street School, and I'm waiting. And I think that three times growing up, three or four times, the cops had to come pick me up. Now, there was a woman named Cam, and she was a teacher there. Cam Camerinda, I think is, is her real name. My brother Joseph ended up hooking up with her, and they have a kid named Jason. Nice. Did, did you know that? Yep. That that was where they met and stuff? Oh, no, I didn't know that's where they yeah, met. Yeah, she was a teacher at the daycare center, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's how they ended up hooking up. Uh, one of my one of my older brothers, Joseph. Don't worry, I'll pick him up from school. <laughs> oh, my God, somebody here went to Stevenson. So I, I went to Hamill Street School right across from uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, shout out from West Nyack. By the way, I will be there in, our, in October. So anyway, I've um uh, so we're 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 living there and I'm going to school. Now at this point my parents my and when, by the way when I say my parents, unless I say my birth parents, I mean my uncle and aunt. They're my parents. They uh they raised me, you know, they they're the ones and so I get to uh I get to school here and then my every other summer I would go and live in Honduras because my dad just thought that it was so important for me to be grounded, for so important for me to 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 be, um, to be connected. I guess with you know what he thought. So, my dad at this point, when he comes here, he makes a little bit of money. He buys uh, a property in Honduras and six cows, six cows and two horses. So this is. Uh, you know, I was born in 67, so 68, 69, my dad goes back, starts, starts working it over there. He's working over here as a truck driver, but he goes back over there and he's got a ranch and he's got cows. Now, by the time I remember being there, he had a few hundred cattle by, by then, by the time I got there that I can remember, we had probably 15, 20 horses, maybe, uh, I don't know, hundred, few hundred head of cattle, maybe a couple, maybe two, maybe, maybe something like that. And uh, so, so the one of the, there's a few stories I remember of going uh, going to Honduras. One of the one of the younger younger ones uh, that I remember is there was a, a a pig gave birth to a bunch of little piggies, and there was a, just a really nice, there's just this beautiful striped one. And I'd never seen one like that, and nobody really had. It was it was really just a bizarre stripe on his back, and it looked uh, 
I don't know, man. It it, it looked like a like a it looked like if pigs were to play any game, that would be the referee. It had like a pinkish flow and a black flow, and I named it for the life of me. Now I can't remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. I named it uh, Sepeying. Uh, Sepeying for some reason, and not Sepeling because Sepeling is something different. But Sepeying, so we name it Sepeying, and I, I. Uh, I I'm there for the summer, so I leave and I come back the year after. So that was one of those back to back years. So I one summer pig is born. Next summer I come back. The pig is a year old. He's huge. He's huge. He's just fat as fuck. They've just been feeding this thing. You know, I had no idea. By the way, I had no clue what the system was. I just knew that they were all fat and he was healthy. And I'm feeding him, and he's eating, and, and they're it's like, oh, keep feeding him, dude. Feeding him. It was great. Sepain was awesome, and he remembered me, or so it felt like he remembered me, right? It felt like he remembered me because we kept, uh, you know, we we I would walk him, so to speak. I would hang out with him. He didn't run from me. He just it was it was awesome. So uh, a few mornings later, man, I wake up early and hear a gunshot. <laughs> I run out. They killed my pig, man. And I come back in crying, telling my dad, like, hey, you need to you need to reprimand your workers. They fucking killed the pig. That was my pig. And my dad just started laughing. And he was like, well, what did you think? We were going to play with them forever? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Eh? That we're going to play with them? We're going to play with them? You want to play soccer with him? And, of course, he made fun of me. And I laughed. And, you know, I he made me eat. He made me eat uh, the pig that I named. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> I don't remember, man. I just remember, you know, my dad wouldn't let me get away with stuff like that. He said, you know, you got to do this and that's what you got to do. And I did it. And I mean, you know, he didn't hit me very much. But when he did, bro, it, it counted. Jesus. Um, so I, I, I was I was afraid of the guy. So uh, there's no way that I wasn't. um gonna gonna get into this so i i uh i learned then that that's what happens and so when i got back my father had introduced me to raising and killing now my dad worked at a place called uh california protein products which was a subsidiary company and all of our parents worked there uh by the way my dad worked there carlos worked there porfirio worked there betio my older brother worked there joseph worked there i think manuel worked there for a little while um like everybody got a job at this place and what this place did was when you kill a chicken in the united states or at least here in the, you know the los angeles area uh the guts the beak all the parts that nobody eats they kind of gave it to or sold it to this company that my dad worked for they would grind it up, uh, take all the moisture out of it, and then they would turn it into protein to feed other animals so that the protein in other animals. And by the way, the guy that said Farmer John's off Soto, uh, yeah, it was right down the street from the Farmer John's off Soto. It was this big green company. And, and if you ever lived any if you ever lived anywhere in Los Angeles between Soto Street and Atlantic Boulevard and Bandini and and, and uh, that area and it's ever smelled and most people thought that it was actually the Farmer John's, it wasn't. 
it was where my dad uh, used to work, California Protein Products. So my dad goes to this California Protein Products. He's working there. He gets all his family there. He breaks his leg on the job, gets a decent settlement, goes back to Honduras, buys a whole bunch of more property. Um, then he, oh, and by the way, my dad has never, he's never fucking told us like the real story of how he lost his thumb. But here's the interesting thing. My birth father, Roberto Holness, is missing his left thumb. Yeah, left thumb. And my father who raised me is missing his right thumb. Yeah. And I have one picture in my whole life that I made him do. One picture uh, that I took when I took both of them to Hawaii. And it's a picture of them holding up their little nose. <laughs> well, I got like my two thumbs up. It's the funniest. The funniest. Uh, it's so good. So anyway, uh, they, they're, they're, they're working there. That's where my dad's working. He's kicking ass. Everybody's doing well, but now he doesn't want to work for anybody. So my birth father at this point, I'm, I believe I'm ten, I'm ten years old or nine, nine-ish, ten. So they take me to Honduras to actually live. So we lived in a place called La Ceiba at this point. So now I'm again an only child. We're off of, I think, Atlantida Boulevard. I went to a school. If you're from La Ceiba or familiar with it, there's a school, a Catholic school called uh, Escuela Rural San Isidro. Rural, rural. Oof, I'm, I got to roll my eyes better. Rural. Um, so I go there and these nuns, I, I'd never witnessed anything like it. So I'm used to going to school here, you know, whatever. You show up, my pants have holes. Nobody cares. Whatever. I get there, man. Uh, first day of school, got to wear the uniform. So I'm wearing the uniform. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know this, but uh, they all line us up and make us put our hands out. And we had been playing, so I had a little dirt under my fingernails. So I put my hands out. Clack! The nun hits us with rulers. Whoops, all of all of the kids that were playing. We get the smack on the fingers. Oh, my God, it hurts. And, by the way, to this day, I believe that um, that nuns need to get laid because it, it, there, there's no way that human beings should be this pissed off. There's no way that human beings should be this angry. There's no way that human beings should be this... Fucking just filled with angst. Um, but man, it was so disciplined. We had to pray. We had to know the rosary. We had to go to the church across the street. Um, and I was getting my confirmation at this time. So I had to learn everything. I got my ass beat by these by these nuns. And and um so I, I went to school there. My dad had a a, a little carniceria, which is a butcher shop. So there's a little butcher shop across the street from, uh, well, it's actually in a place called El Mercado. It's like the, the place to shop. And we would, uh, we would, uh, we would take care of that, man. And, and we would go in there and we would, uh, well, we wouldn't kill the cows, but we would, go, we would go and like pick the cows to kill. Then they would kill them. Then they'd bring them, uh, well, not the cows, but they would just bring like, they would, what they do is they cut the head off give you the head then you know take all the skin off uh cut it in half from the tail all the way to to the shoulders so there's two giant pieces 
Then they'd cut them in four pieces so that you can hang it from the arms and from the legs. And then the parts of the inside that you can eat, they would give them to us. And then the other parts, they just throw them away. So I'm doing this. I'm working at the butcher shop, going to school. Uh, when I'm 11, I come back to America again. Uh, but that was a great time because I got to connect with my mom. Um, like, we really got close. Uh, my dad, you know, knew everybody, so he would always do things, and me and my mom would, would hang out. I mean, there were times where my dad would go to a bar to hang out with because he, he needed something from the mayor, so he was he'd go hang out with the mayor at a bar, and me and my mom would wait in the car, or sometimes they would go, and I would be in the car by myself. But uh, So we got to connect with my mom, and, and it was awesome, man. So now we got this connection. I'm... I'm uh, oh, by the way, somebody said I'm no angel. Hell no, I'm no angel, bro. I'm, I've I've never been an angel, but one moves on and, and grows, and that's what life is about. But this is that's what this is about. I'm just there's gonna be a day when all the stuff is gonna be, and this is the day of letting you people know where I'm coming from. So, uh, where's my donkey? We did have donkeys, by the way, but that was in Honduras. But no, we we had we had this uh this cool pickup truck from here and we were like awesome because we had a Ford and nobody had Fords over there. We had a Chevy. Nobody had Chevys. Um, my dad was the man. Everybody knew him. You know, I was like his son so everybody was nice to me and there was this restaurant called La Fonda. La Fonda. Um, I think it was La Fonda 77 or something like that and we would go there and the people worked there. Um, Don Juan Mejia. That was his name. No relation to us, I think, but even though a lot of my family's Mejia, because Bert's a Mejia, too. Yeah. One day, I'm going to have producer Bert actually as a part of the podcast, not over there in the corner uh, playing video games and not no, actually. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Well, that's what you're doing, bro. He's he's He doesn't understand that he's supposed to be a part of the podcast. He's over there just letting me talk instead of <laughs> being a part of the fucking podcast. I'm enjoying myself, actually. Yeah, doing what? Listening. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Well, you could ask questions then, and oh, say, okay, like if bad. there's something interesting. Yes, I am a Mejia. Well, <laughs> so anyway, uh, he used to make mole for us, which is a Mexican dish. But my mom taught, my mom cooked it for them one time. They had a restaurant. They loved it so much that they were like, oh, my God, how do we make it? She taught them how to make it. So they would make pollo and mole every month or so for us. And it was just, it's it's chocolate-covered chicken. It's one of the it's it's so good yeah but here's the thing about mole like it's really difficult to eat it when you go out because it, it never what, tastes like the one at home yeah like what what food would it be what food would it would be you know like what it'd spaghetti. be spaghetti yes i was gonna say spaghetti but but it more like italian italians are more are more into their spaghetti i think than most people like i think i've been to so many places where they just do the prego and that's it and they're yeah, good with prego. it yeah. or do you do that yeah yeah, so so that's and, not uh, the same, right? And, uh, what is it that somebody makes that they make from scratch? Like, okay, like if you make chicken noodle from scratch, yeah. oh, Ooh, every single chicken out. noodle place is going to be different. I mean, chicken noodle place, every single chicken noodle dish is going to be different. It's not going to be the same because it's it, it, just different. So I guess it's like, one, you know, I know what it's like, like potato salad. 
Oh, yeah, everybody's potato salad is different than the sweet, best of your mom's. It's not sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Or or maybe it's not potato salad. Maybe it's um uh Pasta tuna. Or, oh. Tuna, dude. Oh. That's another one, bro. It's that it's gotta be the way you make it. So tuna is disgusting any way you make it. Go to a Mexican restaurant that you really enjoy and see if you like it. Uh, the way my mom makes it is she puts a lot of sugar and it's really sweet and it's really amazing. But um, so while we were there, my mom was happy. She had her Mexican thing going on. My dad was happy. I was there. This was one of the happiest years uh, of of my life. Uh, we went fishing and I caught like a four foot uh, shark with my dad and everybody wanted to kill and shoot the shark and my dad even though it was weird because we ate every other fucking animal we had uh, he said no that this animal is just an animal that's what are we gonna eat? we're not gonna eat it what are you gonna kill it for no reason and we set it off back again and uh, yeah we we had the best of times man I, I got to I got to to hang out with different people, learn some new friends, learn how to uh, write Spanish for the first time because that was the first time I actually went to school, and so it was it was it was it was one of the best 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 times, man. And I'm 10 years old, and I gotta come back to America. So this is where we're gonna stop this one, okay? I'm 10 years old. I'm coming back to America, and Things are going to really, really change uh, within the next few years. It is, it's it's going to be, um, you know what? I'll let you know in the next podcast. Here's the thing, man. I got to get through all this stuff. And so I want to set these up so that in the future we really get to, you, you have a place to know where I'm coming from. So... Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for watching, man. I appreciate it. Tell everybody we're going to be doing this from now on on Tuesdays uh, at probably around six between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. I'm not sure I got to choose the time. Pacific Coast time. So I may be thinking that I'm doing 6 or 7. By the way, if you have any ideas, I, I just don't, you know, I have fans that are out throughout the country and I don't want to go on at 8 o'clock here which is going to be 10 o'clock Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, and you won't be able to see it. Of course, you know, you'll be able to get the podcast tomorrow, but you won't be able to see it. So this is the beginning of the podcast. It's going to get better with all the stuff. I'm sorry I had to do it on this camera. I'm sorry that the sound isn't the best quality. Uh, we've been attempting to do the best. I'm gonna make it work. Well, I the, promise. the sound once we quality get it. sounds great in my head, in my headphones. Yeah, but we <laughs> haven't been able to transfer it over. Anyway, man, peace out to everybody out there. I love you. I appreciate you. By the way, catch me this weekend. I will be in El Paso. So everybody in El Paso, come out to see the shows. Never been a better time with all the stuff going on with Trump and the world and America. We need to laugh. And I'm telling you, man, I'm, 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 um, it's the best time to see me perform. Uh, Buzz, uh, I can't wait to hang out with you, Buzz. We're going to hang out. Well, everybody out there, man, I'll see you in Chico's Tacos. Maybe I might even venture across the border into Juarez. Who knows? I might get testy. For everybody else out there, next week I start when I'm 10 years old. We move on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Here's the thing. I got to go.